Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. This week is Desert Warrior from 1988, directed by John Goldman, written by Bob Davies, and <laughs> I'm sorry, somebody wrote this, uh, uh, Carl Kuntz, uh, K-U-N-T-Z-E, uh, I was not saying a foul word, I promise, starring Lou Ferrigno, Sherry Shattuck, and, uh, you know what? I don't even know who the rest of these people are. Uh, what was it? Was the name of the king? Anybody know? Uh, I couldn't understand most the of the words people were saying. I mean, the only name that I remember is the lady Racela's name. Right. I can't even remember our hero, Lou Ferrigno's name. Are you sure it was Racela, not. It's Racela. Gracela or Tracela? Mm mm. At least. It sounded like about. 17 different ways was said in this movie. Oh, I, I certainly, certainly, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I can only go on what the DVD box says, Joel. Oh, oh, yeah. And this is Aaron's pick. That's right, that's right. This is a recommendation from my friend Eli Karst. Uh, you rock. Thank you for uh, this movie. Nice. Thank you. Don't lie, Aaron. This is your favorite movie. Uh, you know, I gotta say, if you like movies where there's explosions, uh, listen up, listener. There is, yes, if there's one thing you could say about this movie, a lot of incendiary devices were uh, explodified. A lot. Like, way more. <laughs> I mean, you've you've seen Michael Bay movies. I, I think that this might have more explosions. <laughs> Definitely. And obviously practical effects, too. There was even a point when uh, they're like... It, the one of the roving gangs is looks like a bunch of ninjas. There's no, you know, like they're karate geese. This, yeah. Some of these roving gangs are like specifically not white, and I think that was on purpose. Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> that part's a bit rough. Yeah. Rough. I, anyways, uh, when the one of the ninja village is being attacked, an explosion goes off, and there's like five guys that kind of jump off, but one of them actually. Like on catches on fire on camera, but then it cuts. Oh, uh, so I can only I can assume that that since that's the only time that happens in the movie, it wasn't supposed to happen. Oh man, somebody was just a little too close when the explosion went off or something. <laughs> but hey, it's in there. So, good movie. I'd say it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. This was a fun movie. It was fun to watch. Uh, Great movie. <laughs> These are the options. It's either good or great. Mm. Well, it's not great. It's good, though. It was funny, but I think this movie's a real piece of crap. <laughs> like, 
Like, not like, oh, man. See, I want to compare. Okay, low budget, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they they shot on locations. They shot in the desert or at least a beach that was big enough <laughs> to look like a desert. Yeah, part of me thought that most of that was on the beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Trashed up city. Stuff yeah. like that. Campgrounds. Yeah. Reminded me of Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's what's the other one? Post-apocalyptic. Just just like this movie that we watched. You're you're thinking of um, A Man, Man Called, Called Rage. Rage. Yep. Yep. I think both of those movies are better. Uh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the, 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 the third uh, uh, tier... Uh, Third string from uh from one of those two. Right. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, uh But they all exist in the same universe. I I, I totally believe that a man called Rage and this movie could exist in the same Well, because they, they use the same uh sort of stylistic uh vehicles, I would say, mm. in both movies. Kind of spray painted looking <laughs> camo Jeep, camo Jeep. A truck, you know. Motorcycle. Um, yeah. <laughs> somebody's truck that they were like hey you using that right now <laughs> hey you want to be in a movie took all these paint cans out of my truck oh we needed it for this movie oh man <laughs> you didn't even say you could do it don't worry we're gonna give you forty dollars for gas <laughs> and you can say your truck's been in a movie mm. The, the the weird tricycle thing that Lou Ferrigno was driving <laughs> at one point that looks so awkward. Because, like, most trike vehicles, you're, like, either level with it, but he had it had this weird kind of, like... No, it's a lowrider. <laughs> oh, was it a lowrider trike? No, 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 no. I don't know. It just it it looks for weird. children. It just looked weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe if there was, a like, a normal-sized person... Mm-hmm writing it maybe it'd look okay maybe it's just because lou ferrigno is just you know he is the hulk yeah you know oh yeah yeah uh maybe yeah a normal person that's a good point you yeah. know you know because because of his ridiculous muscles and portions yeah he's the only one who's been getting uh enough food to maintain that particular body type here everybody yeah. else is starving to death you definitely get the feeling that out of the king's warriors he's like the one that they like rely on for Pretty much everything. Yeah. Sarah, you're laughing. What are you laughing about? Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to call you out. I was just curious. Well, uh, I was thinking. I was thinking that a man called Rage and this seemed like they had a similar budget, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were both filmed in a foreign country and had a bunch of. People acting that maybe couldn't necessarily speak the language. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Lou Ferrigno is muscly and he can't help it. <laughs> he can't help it. <laughs> Can you be less muscly? No. Okay, well. <laughs> My pecs will bounce when I run. Yeah, something, something's bouncing. bouncing yeah. You didn't give me a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. That the his his costume is basically a pair of boxer shorts, like metallic boxers. <laughs> He's got a diaper on. Come on, they might be leather. I don't know. They were shiny. They're, 
They're shorts, very short I, shorts. I, Shiny. I mean, it's still better than Sean Connery and in, in uh, Zardoz, right? But I was having some humiliation on his behalf the way I did when we watched Zardoz. I mean, sliding down that hill on his oh, butt in Zardoz. You felt that scene. Yeah. I felt that scene. Whoop. I was like, <laughs> mm-mm. In this one, there mm-hmm. were a lot of places where he was, like, running through rocks down a hill oh, in gosh. a pair of boxer oh, shorts. Man. I feel like he must have said to them, like, hey, guys, I need more than this little tiny skimpy pair of shorts as my costume. And they were like, well, don't worry. We've got gloves. Check. <laughs> we got a pair of boots. Check. Um, eye patch. Eye pa- eye an patch. eye patch. We don't could add an eye patch. Yeah, one eye patch. <laughs> And then we could give you like a buckle around you or a and belt, kind of, kind of a bandolier thing. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> we'll trick it out. Don't worry; it'll look it'll look much better. <laughs> so you you're saying that the costuming was only okay in this movie? I you know I'm gonna say that it had a very interesting faction style to to this movie, like the. The white people have. You mean you can tell the separate groups apart? Yeah. The drones, the The drones, drones all wearing their white, have white clothes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the the mutants or whatever you want to call the the raider raiderish. I believe they're called the tyrogs. Tyrogs, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, tyrog. Okay. They they appear to have no uniform or. Or medieval warrior booty short <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> they yeah. put a, a plastic laser tag vest over there, or you know, a yeah. plastic Halloween costume knight's shield over oh, yeah. them. They stain it with and, you know, stain it brown. And it's you know, doesn't necessarily cover their stomach. <laughs> oh yeah. Way. Okay, that guy was a star. <laughs> Okay, there's there's one character during one of the shooting scenes that is just he's down on like kneeling while he's trying to shoot at the enemies and his his like perfectly smooth smooth like a baby belly is just hanging out of his his costume and and after he pretends to get shot, which you know, there's no They've got all kinds of squibs going off near these people whenever they got shot. For him, he just kind of starts looks like he's having a seizure and you're just watching that bowl of jelly. And it's it's like this <laughs> this guy is a master. <laughs> he really is. He really is. The king the king has a moment like that in the beginning too when they're having the cage match or whatever about the guy who comes into town or something. No, they're just having a cage match for cage match's sake, I guess. I don't know. Was it about the radiation or was it No, because because the guy, the 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 uh, representative from the Zendo Warriors, according to IMDb, killed all the other gladiators in this little ring. And then he said, I'm going to challenge the king. I'm going to challenge him for his own spot or something like that, which is, I guess, something you can do after that. But the king could... It's like that scene in Game of Thrones at the Vale, where you can pick yeah. a representative. Yeah. Yeah. To Trial by combat. Right. Trial by combat. And I I can't help but notice that the Zendo warrior got a lot slower when uh, Lou Ferrigno came yeah, on the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, maybe he was just impressed by his pecs. Uh, that man, yeah, 
he's tough looking, man. I get it. I he get was it. pretty much naked. Yeah. yeah. Running through the desert in this <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he had a problem with that. I don't think, like, you were <laughs> no, talking compared to Sean Con- I feel like Sean Connery might have been embarrassed, like, watching, like, Zardoz. like, dailies of himself being like, oh my god, I'm just wearing that red cloth crap. Jesus. Or whatever. <laughs> and then in this movie, he's like, hmm, yeah, my pecs look good. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's the right, en- that's the right amount of grease on there. That's nice. Yeah. I felt like he looked kind of dorky, not just because of the <gasps> costume, but because I, he looks like a big dork. <laughs> I felt like he was just like you know, like had a crush on a girl and was like, "Yeah, hey, you got beautiful eyes. Like, like you got beautiful eyes." <laughs> like he went from this like very serious warrior, yeah. to like love struck puppy. Yeah, what do you think I see of that my too. one eye? He was, he was <laughs> He was ready for that role, the the love role, not necessarily the warrior role. Right, right. No. I don't I've, think that was fully fleshed out. I he, think they had to... He's a lover at heart. Right. Yeah. And we know he's a lover because this movie begins with him and his, his cronies raiding a village, or not a village, just like a campsite where there are three women who they immediately kidnap. And uh, to take to the king. And, you know, only somebody who is a good person would be running raids like that. That's right. The best of humanity. They were all looking for a clean woman, which I mean, (laughs) a lot of of people are. (laughs) That's a big problem nowadays. In this world, women get their shirts ripped off once a day just to check and make sure they don't have any radiation anywhere on their body. On their nipples, specifically. (laughs) Nipple radiation is a serious problem. (laughs) You should get your your breasts examined by a doctor. (laughs) It's a good thing the Tyrogs are on top of this. That's right. They and they do help when they find out you have the radiation. They th- they throw you to the side very gently <laughs> and go on about their day looking for a clean woman. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying after they rip your clothes off of you. What you're saying is in this reality you need to pack at least 3 to 4 pairs of clothing wherever you go. Yes. You sh- I mean you should be wearing like a special top that's made for the, you know Velcro oh, or something like that. Uh. I don't know. Maybe Velcro wasn't invented in this uh, post-apocalyptic land yet. Well, I, I get the feeling maybe the Tyrogs and other other surface-dwelling clans probably don't have access to Velcro. Yeah, because well, this is what two decades. Oh, this is, this oh is, this you is, think the drones only have Velcro? Oh, I'm just. This is two decades after World War Three, according to the opening paragraph oh, that, okay. that that rapidly flies by. So I forgot about quick. the So this is paragraph. technically <laughs> technically in the future, maybe. Wait, how, how long did you say it's, it was? Uh, it's about two decades after World okay, War III. Okay, so it's going to be 21 years from now, because I'm pretty sure we're all going to uh, get blown up by next year. That's not funny. Oh, and then, uh, too close what? to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> A boy and his dog, also. I was oh, thinking yeah. of, oh, because... Yeah. Mr. Harlan Ellison's story. Once again, it's all gross on top, but underneath there's a land with clean women. That's right. Well, Mad Max has some clean women, mm. or at least women that the king can, you know, rip the clothes off of if he wants to. Right. Yeah. Or And they've got that dome, you know, the Thunderdome, oh, or no, Master I'm, Blaster. What's can... that? 
who rule Barter Town, Joel? I'm, I don't know what who you're talking rule? about. I've not seen what you guys are talking about. Is there who rule Barter Town? Is there Joel? some some sort of <laughs> some sort of thing I should know about? Uh, that might be a movie in our next our, our future, huh? <laughs> you wait. You wasted your pick. You don't get another pick ever again. Oh, that's fine. Hey, Joel. Just remember, there's something beyond the Thunderdome. Right. What? Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I know what's beyond. I've been paying attention. Shout out to all those at Wasteland Weekend this weekend. Yeah. Mm. Wait, what? Oh, oh, you mean the people that are... In California yeah. City? Yeah. My, my cousin's out there right now. Oh, yeah. Shout out. For sure. Go Enjoy your time. So hopefully you're, you're cosplaying as, you know, Mad Max or something and not as Lou Ferrigno. I don't think we're going to see many... Um, What's Lou Frigno's character's name in this movie? His name Gene? is uh, Gina. Gina? Gina? No, his name is not Gina. That's just what it sounds like. They're yelling. Gina. Gina. His name is Zarak. Zarak. So we're not going to see many Zaraks at uh, uh, Wasteland Days or Wasteland Weekend. You weekends. might see some Zorak, though. Cool, man. So I'm playing the keyboard. Is that what Zorak sounds like? I can't even remember. It's been so uh, long. You're, you're very close to Zorak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm more more Moltar man yeah, myself. Okay, well, you know, let that Moltar flag fly. Listen, let's let's talk about the way this movie actually started because we put in the DVD. Yep. The the uh that our uh, friend gave us there. Eli. Thank you, Eli. Right. It's it's got a cool menu. And uh it starts off by playing this uh power ballad right right in the menu. And you're like, "Oh, it's going to be this kind of movie." Okay. I could dig it. And then the movie just starts. It's one of those DVDs that if you leave it on for one minute, it'll just start. And um, we thought that maybe it was doing like a like a tracking mode or something like that because it started to play the trailer for the movie that we were going to watch, Desert Warrior. And we were like, oh, we don't want to see this. Like it was like it's one of those trailers that's showing all the exciting parts. You know, got to get got to get those butts in those seats. Yep. And so we skip it. Except for when we skipped the trailer, it skipped way forward into the movie. It turns out that this DVD copy that we have started off with the trailer for the movie, and then the movie just started. <laughs> trailer before the movie, and we didn't even know what was going on until we like slow fast forwarded, and it says "coming to a theater near you" or something <laughs> like that at the end of it, and then. Immediately afterward, you get the the movie. Yeah, hilarious. No, we pulled this out of the Disney Vault, so I think it's just coming to the homes. Oh man, mm. it's gonna get locked away again though, Sue. Oh, pretty so soon. Go pretty get soon. That VHS. Now this movie starts off with the opening crawl, explaining, like you said, we're in the dark future. Skeletor has taken over the land, and That's the right. rebels are trying to get back or something like that. No, no, there's it's it's actually very confusing. It's like there are roving gangs and then it says something about drones, which doesn't explain. We we don't figure I don't at least I Did didn't Did we see a drone? No. I but the drones are the the ninja the clean no, the clean people. They're called the drones. Yeah, the, the clean the, woman is a drone. Yeah, yes. the 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 society of subterranean vault-like dwelling people. They call themselves the drones. Oh, Fallout. Yeah. But yeah. they're like people. 
Yeah, they're people, but okay. they refer to themselves as the drones. Okay. Yeah. They like to wear white. They like to sit in an office. Uh, actually, they like to sit up on a stand and stare at soldiers and talk about things. And they have no interaction with the outside world. That's right. They are isolated. Sometimes they like to make out. Well, that's it. they can only do that outside. They can't do they that ran- inside. You have to run away to make out. Yeah. You okay. got to ride in your cardboard silver... Silvery car. There are only two young people in the drones. They don't want to be stuck in there. You know, they want to leave. Everybody else is either super old or they have a mustache, and you just don't want to mess around with that. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, that's that that part comes around later afterwards after we see Lou go. I'm just gonna call. It, can, can I call you Lou? Is that okay? Thank you, sir. It's Zirak. Uh, huh? Zirak. Zirak. Zorak in Space Ghost get some women and uh, take them back to the farm. And Roddy Piper's like, well, guess I gotta do what I gotta do. That's right. The end. All these ladies want Lou Ferrigno and Roddy Piper to impregnate them. Yeah. That's right. Who would win in a fight? Ooh. Just kidding. I already know. Oh, man. I think Lou Ferrigno is cool. I think he is cool. I think this movie... Is a little dorky, yeah. but I had fun watching it anyway. It's yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. It was entertaining, but I did get the feeling that maybe the people that were working on the set of the movie might not have had all of their needs met, like in terms of a trailer or like a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I feel type. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I feel there's a lot of people who sat yeah. under the baking sun. Yeah, sandwiches will not be provided. <laughs> There, there were no tarps. There were no little gazebos for people to I hide under. I didn't see in this. a safe haven for no. them or shade. No. That oh, that part where the king's like eating out of that can. That wasn't. That wasn't part of the movie. That was just him being. Like, that was like, craft services. Uh, yeah. We don't usually get fruit, fresh food like this anymore. <laughs> wow. No, I'm telling you, Ferrigno had whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. But the rest of them, yeah, yeah, because you got to keep you got to keep the talent happy. That's right, mm. and that's why you don't do any reshoots either. When he obviously flubs a line, oh, you know? no, yeah. nobody, nobody got more than one take. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I know they must have done some more takes on some of those things, but the sound quality was pretty bad. I think that somebody oh, yeah. could have, you know. Maybe use a little more work at the sound on this movie. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, Mike did a little better or gone in and done some post-editing. Nah. Yeah, probably. This this movie's due for a remaster. Somebody needs to find the original film negative and give us the, the version that we've been waiting for. I, I gotta say there's some... Very, very slight inconsistencies in this movie. You mean like uh, continuity errors? I'm saying that there are points in this movie where where things occur later on in the movie, but for some reason... Okay, I'll just just try to explain. I'll get to my point here. No, I get it. There's there's a moment near the beginning of the movie where there's three quick shots in a row of characters that you'll soon later meet. Like in the drone society, 
Yeah, I was it's, wondering it's, but what it's like the a silent, hell that was. But it's like a silent scene where you see them interacting with, with each other. I feel like that no was just, a mistake. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. There is no sound there. There's yeah. No, like, there's not even, like, a narrative, like, like these are the drones. Yeah, yeah voiceover. Some, yeah. some sort of, yeah. It doesn't, and it's not even, like, long enough for you to realize what's going on. It's, yeah. It's, like, literally, like, quick five cut. seconds yeah. or less. Yeah. Yeah. Like not even like a like a like a descriptive who this character is like they're like they're trying to like give you an, some and narrative to follow. Yeah, it's incongruent. It, it doesn't make any sense with the rest yeah. of it because all like these are just like these opening shots where we're seeing like the ruins of cities and the, yeah. the wind blowing through the desert, and then a bunch of old men in white white clothes talking for about two seconds, and then we go back to the desert or something. Like, yeah. Like wait 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 was that like I accidentally peeked in their shades or something like that while they were taking a shower? I, I get the feeling they were trying to connect the uh, paragraphs that were that were sporadically oh. being fired off at you at the beginning of the movie with some imagery, but it wasn't really collaged very well, in my mm. opinion. Like, all three shots happen right after each other, like, boom, 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 of these people not saying anything. And so it's kind of like, mm, What do I do with this? Yeah. How, what do I do with this information? Like, immediately when I saw it, I was, I was just like, okay. Thank you. I was like, I shouldn't <laughs> be here. This wasn't meant for me to see. It's a real Lynchian fever dream. Yeah. 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 There's there's some real artistry going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there was that part at the end, too, where, well, are we going to go through the beats of the movie? Or uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit Later. more about what's, you know, the main crux of what we're doing here. Because, uh, like we said, there's gladi- Gladiator fight. Sure. Uh, and uh, Lou Ferrigno is the one who ends up winning there. Although there's, like, it seems like there must be representatives from all the, a, a bunch of the other gangs. Sure. We, we see for sure that we're supposed to be untrusting of the Asian gang. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I said, there's just slightly uncomfortable, mm. maybe more than slightly. The Zendo gang has now got a blood grudge against uh, Zorak there. Dang. Or Zalak. Or Zala? I don't, Zala. I don't think the white gang, which is the drones that were just wearing white clothes, was any one specific ethnicity. ethnicity. They and I were... don't think that the fringers were either the, like... The trash people, right? <laughs> trash people. The, the the zygotes or whatever they're called. Yeah. The the, the, t- t- the house Ferrignos. The Ziggurats. House, house Tyron. The Tyrog. Tyrog. Tyrog yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, house Tyrion. And, yeah. And the Lannister boys. <laughs> the Lannister boys. <laughs> the trash people. Trash people. Trash people. (laughs) They all live in this junkyard, like the one that's in the labyrinth. When she realizes that she's not in her room anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's real junk town, USA. I assume. They all speak English. The trash people live in a landfill. Yeah. Yeah. That also has a really pretty moss-covered brick well, building. There's like a fortress kind of thing yeah. going yeah. on there, yeah. Because they, they lock up people. Yeah, they lock them up. <laughs> they, they lock them up good. <laughs> <laughs> so they, that's what they like to try to keep their clean women, right? Oh, yeah. And speaking of clean women, it turns out that the king is having a baby. Yay! Yay! 
Lufarigno is so happy to see that baby. Like true, sincere happiness. Show me the baby. (laughs) Show me show me the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it turns out that baby ain't no good. I really expected when they were, because like they come in the room and the guys are like, "Yeah, you had a baby. We're so happy." And the the nursemaid is is there. She's all sad. The mom that just had the baby is all sad. Like, hey, show us the kid. Like, are you not noticing that they're really sad? Yeah. So I expected the kid to be dead, but the kid is not dead. He just has like these like growths on him, which immediately means radiated. Babyated. It just looks like they have like. Something brown stuck to them. Yeah, they slapped. They, they melted like a tootsie roll or something. Yeah. kind of rolled <laughs> it onto their face. And I know Gross. that radiation is like a serious thing, but they make it kind of silly with how low oh. budget they handle it. Oh yeah, and how how they're like. We need a clean woman to <laughs> breed with. Yeah, there's a lot of lot clean everything talk. The cleanest woman I've ever seen. We need a clean woman to drive in the side of our spray-painted Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. So we, let, let's move on to when our, our two young drones are out cruising in the desert. And there's there's a handsome young male drone, and there's a lady drone whose name is... You said, you said her name. Arisa. What's her name? Arisa. Arisa. It's pretty common oh, post-apocalypse. Rosilla Deville. Oh yeah, it was Rosilla. Rosilla, because she said Priscilla at one point, and then she said Rosilla right afterwards. That's like, right. Because one of those is a name, and the other one is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and the guy's complaining. He's like, "We're not supposed to go out this far. We're breaking the rules." And she's like, "That's the only way to live." I want freedom. And then they they get out of their super futuristic space car. Did you guys like that car? Uh, yeah. 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 There was one part where it looked like it was going pretty fast, but then every other scene was trekking across the desert very slowly. And I think it just maybe wasn't like maybe it made broke. to drive in the desert. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. not made to drive on a sand dune yeah. or whatever. But it's the future. And this is as good as time as any. I had to break in for a couple of quick announcements. Number one. Tiger? Tiger, you're not part of this announcement. Sorry, I don't know if I could hear Thomas in those. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you want to have access to all of our episodes, um, you know, we've got our Podient page, which is pdsmios.podient.co. But it's it's not exactly nicely organized to find all the episodes, all the movies we've done. So there are a couple of different places that you can go, but the the best way to find all of our episodes is actually to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, any of the podcatchers that are out there, because that way you'll get the new content, but they also list all of our old content, including things that are labeled as bonus episodes, such as all of our some sort of nonsense bonus nice. episodes. Check out the backlog. Just wanted to mention that. And I also wanted to give a shout out to another podcast called Katie from the Crypt. It's a podcast that reviews horror films and literature from the perspective of an eight-year-old girl and her wildly irresponsible father. If you want to watch a scary flick with your kid but are not sure if it's appropriate, don't worry. 
We've done the hard work. They've done the hard work for you. Not we've. That's not me. It's them. (laughs) (laughs) The the podcast covers horror for the whole family. You can pick them up on iTunes, Apple Podcast, I guess it's called now, Google Play, all the regular spots, or go to their website, katie, K-A-T-Y, fromthecrypt.com. And the last thing that I want to mention is that uh, Aaron... He's uh, getting married again to Elijah Wood, and I I just wanted to say congratulations. Thank you. It's a it's a it's a a life dream, you know, Mm -hmm. sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, I'm glad this happened. Yeah, I'm glad I'm aware of it as well. Thank you, Joel. Oh, you're welcome. Are you guys gonna have a double wedding? Are you getting married to Michael Fassbender? Oh, I'm not interested in Michael Fassbender. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, I can hear the passion in his voice. I'm he's all, trying to deflect. You know, he's. I heard he hooked up with that that one lady. You know, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. So I'm just. That was a while ago. I know, but I'm not over it. Okay. <laughs> now it's all about Oscar Isaac right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotta get me some of that. Now the the last thing I want to mention is that we do have a new five star review on iTunes. From Bootstraps Bud, who said about us, not only is the show top quality, but having spoken to them as a fan, they're great people, very friendly and accessible. Now, I paid that guy a lot of money to get that review, so you think I would... You know, get a little more words up. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you very yeah, much word, for that. The word review. count was a little. No, I'm just kidding. We really appreciate any five star reviews, uh, any any reviews really, because that puts us up on the iTunes chart. Your which feedback, is, it's a dream for we me. We like it. Mm-hmm. Any feedback is great. Yeah, thank you. Thank okay. you so much for for uh, shouting us out. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So, this future car. Mm-hmm. These two people making out on the desert, but you know, it's a dangerous place. I mean, that's the whole reason why they can't go out there. Not to mention the radiation. Yeah, I think it was definitely part of the thrill was going past the safe zone. Ooh, as they were talking about it while they were driving the car. Mm-hmm. So, oh, they're that they're that kind of couple, mm-hmm. thrill seekers. Yep. Mm. Well, the Zendo tribe shows up and blows up the old, <laughs> blows up the guy and the car. What tribe? Zendo. It's like Kendo, but with a Z. Who's that? It's the ninjas, the the Asian tribe. The ninjas are all from the tribe that that guy was representing? Yes. And they were going to kill them? Who? The The white people? Uh, I don't know. People dressed in white? I don't know. (laughs) No, they weren't going to kill. What? I think they the were drones. The drones weren't going to kill them. No, the 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 young man and young woman. I think were just de- trying to defend themselves. Y- yeah, yeah. By they, firing their laser weapons. Yeah, they got caught. They didn't think they were going to get caught out there. You know, they thought it was all a bunch of hooey. They'd probably done it before. Yeah, they no, were. The question was, were the tribe going to kill the people dressed oh. in white? The Zendo saw a woman. So you know what that means. Got to get that. They care about this, too. It's a national problem. Okay, I mean, everybody's okay, irradiated, okay. okay? They can't. They got to find a clean woman. Got to find a clean woman. Got to find a clean woman, right? I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that the crusade the Tyrogs are, are after is also something that all the other clans are trying to fulfill as well. Right. So. 
They also want a muscle-bound dude. I mean, I think, what else is that patrol they're going on for? I guess they're looking for clean food, because they were excited about all that can- those canned goods. Oh, yeah. And they're also looking for clean women. Clean food, clean women. Apparently, they have clean water somewhere else or something like that. They don't you? have to worry about water. Water no, not doesn't seem to that. be a concern. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Zendo take this girl, and then, and then they just, like, string it. They string her up. Yeah, they string her up. She gets strung up at one point, and he gets strung up. At one point. Oh, that's true. Oh, he, he gets strung up late, much later, yeah, so, by his own tribe. This is a typical uh, choice of uh, confinement right. in the uh, post-apocalypse. Yeah. And I, I mean, they, you know, they've tied her wrists and her legs, and they, they've got her in like that that famous form when uh, X when Wolverine was crucified oh, on, yeah, on the cover the of X. that X-Men. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Except for she's not crucified. She's just tied up. But it, it's almost like they're, they're using her as bait, which I don't think... I'm not sure that was the intention, hmm. but she's just like on the front of this like cliff side, like right there, like, hey, anybody who drives by, look at that. Delicious. Look at the lady in, in highly visible white. Lady in white. I don't know that song. Something about, <laughs> about lean cuisines, right? That's not what the song's about? What is okay. that song on a lean cuisine commercial, it was on. It was on some Joel. sort of. It was on some sort of like meal for women thing. <laughs> like, oh, like oh, she's wearing that red dress, and that lady in red. Like, I, wait, what? I didn't know, Joel. Yeah, well, you gotta watch more TV. Apparently, back in the nineties or whatever. I remember the bacon, bacon. Anyways, bacon strips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Kudos had a song? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Kudos commercials, but for some reason the song is... See? <laughs> I don't remember the song. How either. long has it been since you had a Kudos? It's been a long time. I know. I haven't seen them in a long time. I, I wonder, really liked those. Is it bankrupt? Are they gone? Maybe. They, were, they found out they had a bunch of rat poison in them. Oh. Delicious rat poison. I kept getting them, like, on the slide. They were, like, not supposed to be sold individually, but I was getting them individually. Nice. You had a dealer? Nice. Yeah. Kudos (laughs) dealer. Yeah. The Walter White of kudos. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about these kudos. I am the one who knocks. Um, Yeah. So, anyways, the uh, the Tyrogs roll up and they're, you know, he's got his tricycle, yep. right? He's got, he's, they, they got a whole bunch of people with him. It's a whole caravan. And they see this lady and they're like, hey, approach up there. Or something. He says, it's like, I, I know it sounds like I'm making fun of Lou Ferrigno, which I, I am. I totally am. I'm a jerk. But you can't understand what most of the people are saying. And that means even the people like in the the future place sometimes the drones just kind of ramble on almost unintelligibly and it's it's a problem like i said i think they were just like you got one shot to do this we don't have enough film to do another shot oh no sometimes it seemed like they were unsure of their lines and sometimes it seemed like maybe they weren't being told to like enunciate or project their voice and then sometimes I think it might have just been bad sound recording. Yeah. But, yeah. But I don't blame the actors because I feel like that should have been something visible from like day one, second one. Certainly. Yeah. And it, I do. Yeah. I think that they were trying the best they could. 
Yeah, probably. There may have been some actors hired that didn't know how to act. Probably. Yeah. Those are are not called actors. (laughs) Those are just people. (laughs) (laughs) That are acting. (laughs) Yeah. I'm an actor. I just I just started acting up there. No, that doesn't make you. No, it's like I cut into somebody. I'm a surgeon. No, that makes you a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, it, like I said, it seems like a trap. And then we get one of uh, at least two, maybe maybe three. I can't remember. Extremely long shooting back and forth scenes. Yeah. This one's the Tyrogs versus the the Zendos. And there's a lot of people, you know, just firing their machine guns back and forth. And then uh, our good friend, Lou, he's got like a grenade launcher, which he just keeps launching at the hills. And it's, I mean, this, I like this fight a lot better than the, the one at the end because of just how many people are. It's scene after scene of explosions. <laughs> Yeah. There are people flying up in the air. We had to rewind it a couple of times because there was one where people were just flying up in the air before the explosions happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. Like I said, that one guy caught on fire. <laughs> as far as enjoyability, this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the yeah. movie. <laughs> it was like they had a line of trampolines under that little hill, and they were filming from the perspective where you couldn't see them, like on the other side of the hill, and they just jumped up into the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, okay, so the, the yeah, the fight's going back and forth between the Tyrogs and, and the other guys. And uh, the whole time, Lou is, is slowly making his way up this hill to get to the, the woman. And he's, he, you know, like I said, he's firing these grenades. They're firing grenades back and forth. This is where we get to see that the star actor with his belly <laughs> and having his, his death scene. Like, no, pendejo. <laughs> no, he's not pendejo. The other guy is. But, yeah. Um, Lou Ferrigno's doing a little run up the hill, and it's like he's naked. It's there like he's, are, like, certain <laughs> angles where it looks like he's not wearing anything. It's like he's never run before, also. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that he was in a rough terrain, wearing a rough outfit, doing maybe an exercise. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe he wasn't used to that. Maybe he was used to more weightlifting type stuff. I don't know. But it seemed like there were obstacles. Yeah. In the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't have to time it out to how long it took him to actually get to the top. It takes this fight scene. Is at least five minutes of back and forth, you know, people and things. But, but I, I mean, that's they at least does a good job of showing that like his entire army is wiped out, and so are the Zendo tribe. Just yep. for, just from all these attacks back and oh, sorry, back and forth. And the girl's boyfriend, right, was too. And people are just very unpassionately falling over when an explosion goes. <laughs> <into them. laughs> There's the one trampoline thing, like you said. And I think that's the best one of people getting blown up. But everyone else just kind of <laughs> kind of slumps over, which I, I guess might be what happened if you died suddenly. But <laughs> it's like that Gunther video uh, with the bananas and wait, people get blown up in that. <laughs> no, they're just like flying in the air off a trampoline with like fruit. Yeah, I mean that's perfectly normal from yeah. where Gunther comes from. I don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a it's a tropical vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, like Lou gets up there and he the brother of the guy who died in the the Colosseum, the the gladiator fight. It's like, I did this to get revenge on you, and then I think he dies real quick, but not before wounding poor Lou a couple of times. He, oh, he gets shot, right? Somebody, like, fires a machine gun at him, and he then he's got, like, a tiny scratch on his he's arm. He's not yeah. wearing anything, but right. he gets only scratched by a machine gun. Yeah. That was right when you saved her for the first time. Yeah. 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 And uh, he, Raisla. He cuts her loose, and he's a, he's a perfect gentleman. But mostly because he's lost a lot of blood. <laughs> and they, they start making their way across. She immediately trusts this guy, I guess, because she saved him. And he's wearing, he's mostly naked, so she could probably, like, twist his nipple if she wanted to get away or something like that. Yeah. He's hurt. He helped her. She's, like, going to try to make him walk very slowly across the desert to get him to safety. Right. They've got some destination. Meanwhile... We finally get our first clear look at the drones when the Council of Elders meets to discuss the fact that these two people have gone missing and this is the second time, buddy, that your daughter has run off. And he's like, duh. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of bullcrap. There, there's this guy, the father of, of, uh, Rasilla. Priscilla. Rasilla. Cradrella? Hello. <laughs> and there is a security guy who kind of looks like, uh, oh man, what is the name of the guy from Death, Death Wish? <laughs> Never mind. I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name. I'm going to kick myself later. I was just thinking about this actor earlier. Hey, it happens, man. No, I don't like it. Eh. Anyways, he's like, if you break the rules, there's nothing we can do. So... They tell the doctor, like, he's like, I have to go save my daughter. He's like, okay, we're giving you permission to go out there and save your daughter. But you're not, none of you who leave are allowed to come back. So basically, exile, just like Fallout. Dang. Right? Yep. Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it also might occur in Fallout 1 and 2, though. Yeah, it's like the normal star. I don't know what happens in 2, actually. I've never played it. It's uh, it's definitely a major development past one, mm-hmm. but it uses a lot of the sim- similar mechanics. Yeah. One is they're going to get the water chip, but I think at some point they're like, you can't come back in. You're gross. Something. Yeah. That's, I think that's it. Mm. Anyways, that's the movie. <laughs> that's real, real good, guys. Real good. Let's just fast forward a bit. They get, sure. they get back to the Tyrog kingdom after a very romantic moment that's once again, reminded me of Hell, to, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Mm-hmm. Except for uh, she didn't take off her clothes into lingerie and try to do a sexy dance for her. Less tacky, cheesy, <laughs> sexy lingerie moment. And yeah. more of like her just talking to him and him being like, you have beautiful eyes. Oh, he's such a charmer. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wake up. And then they get back to the town. It's like Lou Ferrigno's character didn't even think about it. But, like, he obviously likes her and is attracted to her. And she's still kind of acting sad that her boyfriend died. 
<laughs> but moving on. She got She's this, moving She on. got this buff, dude. So they get... He can't make it anymore, and she goes ahead to the town to try and get people to help and get him to, you know, get maybe carried back. Right. And as soon as she gets there, she finds out, like, actually, they're looking for a clean woman to give to the king mm-hmm. so that he can have children that aren't, you know, covered with Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Get those Tootsie Roll covered people out of here. <laughs> and they give her the test, you know, which means they have to rip They rip her clothes off. They have to rip her shirt. They've already got her as a, like, kind of a prisoner here. They could just have her take her shirt off or take it off or that. Nope. It's, it's it's a brutal time. We don't under, we don't remember how buttons work. That's the, right. The women get treated like crap in this movie. I think there's not really a post-apocalyptic future where it looks like things are going good, but in this movie, the women are kind of of no consequence. Mm-hmm. They're it's kind of like in Fury Road, how it was like, yeah, you're either a breeder or you're like something else, or a milker. We don't, we don't care. You just, you know, need to be here for the men. Yeah, <laughs> basically, <laughs> and yeah, it's degrading. They make the women have their clothes torn off. They make the women have their kids, and then they tell them this kid's not right. He's <laughs> radiated. Roll. It's a tootsie baby. Get yeah. you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't usually complain about that kind of stuff, but in this movie. They may as well have not even existed or been dolls or something. Yeah. <laughs> they they weren't three-dimensional human beings in the eyes of this society. Yeah, definitely very object-oriented, you know. Need clean woman, object. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in the, I was trying to think of, like, how many women are actually in this movie. With speaking roles, there's only two... Because I don't think the his wife who has the kid has a speaking role, but that the woman that they they picked up in the beginning of the movie, uh, one of the first things they do is they they do the shirt tear thing to to make sure, and she seems like she's clean. Like, oh, good. So that's when they bring her back, and they do it when they get her in front of the king. Is like, look, we found this clean woman. They once again they they must have given her a new shirt because they tear it open again, <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh yeah, it's a clean woman, and then. And then Lou, like, grabs the top of her head, and her hair just, like, rips off. <laughs> her hair comes off. Because I guess she's not clean. No, she's got she's radiation. Like, no, everybody has radiation. <laughs> like, what were you expecting? <laughs> I'm not perfect, neither are you. <laughs> but we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> she takes it as, like, a criticism on her, and it's like, dude, you don't want these guys to like you. <laughs> <laughs> that she just she's just very sensitive <laughs> about her radiation poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I like the the search party of the the father and the a couple of drones that go with him are out there looking for her, and they're they're following the trail. They actually find the exploded car, although I don't think they find the dead body of the <laughs> the boyfriend. <laughs> so he evaporated, or somebody took her for food. Yep. Cannibalism does not come up in the movie, but you wouldn't be surprised. And uh, uh, back at the the camp, Lou is like, 
the girl is locked up in a cell and all that stuff. And Lou, Lou comes by and he's like, you know, uh, we, we have to keep you around so you can, you can breed or and something. Is that like, he, he totally mumbles this line here. <laughs> and she, you know, she's like, no, I'll never do that. I'll die before I'll let anything happen like that. And as they're talking, all of a sudden, one of the, <laughs> I think this is the first time this happens. But the uh, the drones that we're looking for beam them in the back of the head with one of the one of the pistols, and they have these laser pistols. Oh, this you know there the there was a part, yeah. I mean, there's there. This movie goes on for a long time. There are a lot of like really goofy parts. Yeah, like, it's of, really only like a an hour and twenty five minutes long. But yeah, it, but a lot of those long parts are kind of they don't have any real pacing to them. Nope. And it's just like, you don't know how long you're going to be watching a car come from the horizon. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I did not expect that that day. <laughs> that, that part where we were talking about her and Lou trying to get back to the village after Lou was injured, there were at least two different scenes where we watched them walk across a desert landscape and the camera doesn't transition or cut away. We watched them walk. From one end all the way to the other. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess we're trying to show that they had to walk a long distance, but we could have we got that in one, buddy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, after Lou regains consciousness, he helps them escape because he doesn't, he doesn't want his new girlfriend to get molested by his king either. And they, like, capture Lou after everybody gets out. And they're like, <laughs> bring him before the king is like, Tell me what they're saying isn't true. I'll kill them all right now. Just tell me that you didn't do what you said what they're saying you did. Which is help her escape. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like he didn't think about the fact that he was going to have to hand her over to the king. He was just like doing his job. And then he was like, wait a minute. I love her. So he like helped her escape. And then... And then he, like, helped her escape. And then he helped her escape. Yep. yep. Anyways, he did it. So the king says, take him away and execute him in the morning. And, and then, then an entire day and night passes. Well, I mean, we, you know. <laughs> the next, <laughs> we, see, we see those people escaping. And they, they camp for the night. And she's like, I have to go back. And her dad's like, no, you can't go back. He sacrificed himself for us, and we're here to save you, so we're taking you back. Like, oh, okay. And then everybody kind of, like, goes to camp, and all of a sudden she gets in her the super space car again. She starts driving away, and they can't catch her. And this is, like I said, it's nighttime. They're getting ready to camp. The next time we see her, she's pulling into the desert in her space car. It's daylight. Which means that Lou should be dead. Because yep. the morning has come. Oh, yeah. She gets out of her car and like looks around like, it's that way. Gets back in the car and starts driving again. By the time she gets back to the base, it's night again. He's definitely been executed. Like, unless the king changes his mind. But, you know, that never comes up. And then she shoots her. No, she goes up to him and kisses him. Mm -hmm. Like, they've already decided they, they're okay with oh, that. Oh, it's love. And that's where the relationship is going. I don't and care then, if you've got Tootsie Rolls on your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't seen his eyes. She has, he has the eye patch. That's still. right. But she uses her laser blaster to shoot the chains off of him. Right. 
which works great. And then he runs away with her. <laughs> yeah. Back to Drone City. Oh yeah, and uh our the other drones also show up and they're they're helping them all escape and stuff like that. But yeah, they make their way back to Drone City. We built Drone City. Okay, anyway. Dun, dun. I forgot. I forgot while this is going on, while everything was going on, back at Drone City, Science Dude, who's a guy who looks to me like he had a fake beard. Uh, but you guys think it's just, is it's his actual beard? It's is his that beard, what you're man. saying? That's his beard. I that's thought. A, that's a lived in beard. I, I thought it was fake. It looked, it looked weird on his face to me. Did, did it look like it was beard transferred? Like, a, uh, or some type of, uh, beard surgery? Maybe he had like a partial beard and they're like, it's not fluffy they enough. They rubbed the test tube on the beard and made it grow in. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, look, yep. this hair's growing in. <laughs> Anyways, this scientist has got a sassy robot. Let me tell you, this sassy robot is definitely not a guy kneeling behind the counter. <laughs> no. No, not a guy. Not Talking a guy in the corner. Definitely not a guy on set somewhere shouting lines. No. In a robot voice. No. <laughs> hey, buddy, my plans always work. Bleep bloop. <laughs> Bill, can you say that again? We can't hear you over the counter. Sorry. <laughs> and there's another part right afterwards because he gets caught. He's using too much electricity, mm. but he's actually found a cure for the uh, radiation. For the radiation, that's right. For the Tootsie Roll disease. <laughs> Good but, name for it. Good although he's, he hasn't tested it. This is this is purely theory, theoretical. Theoretically, this is the cure. And uh, they're, they're, you know, people are getting, in, he's getting in trouble for this. It's not really important. Needless to say, this guy has invented something that could potentially cure what's going on. And uh, they make it back to the city and immediately arrest both Lou and his new girlfriend. Lou gets taken to the infirmary, which is nice when you think about it, because yeah. uh, like, why bother taking this irradiated dude in there? But I think it's. I think there was supposed to be like a secret plan that was going on because there's this there's the security guy that uh looks like Charles Bronson. Hey, I remembered his name, Charles Bronson. And <laughs> I think that he wanted to like cause chaos and start a coup or something like that, you know? Yeah, or at least date that guy's girl his daughter, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I want that hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a coup. Because I want to date that girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't care if she's irradiated. She could still have my Tootsie Roll baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, she, she goes before the Council of Elders, and they're like, we need to execute you, and those are the rules. And she's like, no, I don't want to be executed. Please don't. But luckily, uh, Dr. Birdo comes in, and he's like, wait, we don't have to do that. Watch what I do right now, and he gets he gets a whole lab kit like with test tubes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you see on TV. Absolutely, he, like he pours something into another thing. And he like looks at it to make sure the color's right. It's very scientific, and then he makes Lou take off his eye patch, and we see that he's got a crusty looking crust crust, gross gross baby poop. I don't know thing. Yep. And for like a minute and a half, we watch as he, as as supposedly Doctor Beardo 
rubs this test tube, which I guess is supposed to be an applicator, right? Yeah. <laughs> against this, against uh, Lou's eye. And very sl- slowly it's transitioning that the stuff is coming off. That it's like curing him instantly right there. I mean, not instantly, because it takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, he is Tootsie Roll free. And he can, uh, you know, it's like, hey, we don't have to be worried anymore, guys. Everybody's good. Yeah. And the security guy's like, wait a minute, they broke the rules. They need to die. Like, no, I don't think he has to die anymore. We've got this cure. And then Dr. Beardo gets shot. That's right. Laser beam. Meanwhile, Dad and the other drones who were outside are making their way back, but they don't realize they're being followed. Did you mention that the panel of elders all expressed their... Their joy? Their joy with this scientific process that it was a miracle. I I couldn't tell if it was joy because they were like, wow, that's real good, doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's a lifesaver. This is ingenious. (laughs) Uh, Whatever whatever gland in their body which excretes the excitement uh, uh, chemical... Died a long time ago. <laughs> it, it's like in the Zard- society of the drones. <laughs> yeah, it's like Zardoz. They're the uh, whatever, whatever the name of that race is. Oh, the they, lame or whatever. Yeah, the ones that can't feel like, any emotions can't anymore. Feel anything. Yeah, yeah. And then and then uh, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno <laughs> sweat and brought them all back to life or what? That's right. Ah, oh, yes. So then we go to. There's a little mix up at the elevator. There's a chase scene. <laughs> So, 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 uh, Raisula has been taken. I forgot about that. Raisula's been taken. The security guard is taking her hostage. Or, yes. Mm-hmm. The head of security. <laughs> and he's holding the laser gun, and Lou's like, don't do anything stupid. And he's like, uh, I don't know. He doesn't even, I don't know if he's got a witty reply or anything like that. But they run out of the room. Yeah. The elder's chamber, go down a hallway, get into the elevator right there. And Lou chases after them after he gets, as you know, gives them a nice head start. He counts to ten or something like that. Gets in the hallway just in time to see the door close in front of him for the elevator. And he looks and sees that it's going up because they're way below ground. And he hits the button for the elevator and then stands there for about yes. ma- maybe half a second. The but timing. It's, it's just enough time where it's like, oh, oh he's going to wait for that elevator. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to try to find another way. <laughs> Great barbarian warrior patiently waiting to save late he's, woman. You know, yeah. he's, he's just standing there t- tapping his toe. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to murder him. You know, he's just. Gee, it's nice and cold in here. That's nice. <laughs> Air conditioning, they call it, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have used that. That's weird. <laughs> Thunderdome sure doesn't have this. I know they cured my eye, but it's still itchy. (laughs) Yes, so then they get to the surface. (laughs) He gets her, and then I think they kill those guys. Well, the security is there right as the other guys show up. So they kind of like meet up with the the dad and the, the drone crew. The other drones. And then... All hell breaks loose because the Tyrogs show up and start shooting and shooting and shooting. They want the woman back, 
Dang. But um, the one woman. But um, oh, there's one clean woman. Oh, actually, we don't see any other women. Yeah, I don't know if the outlook is very good for the other. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So they start fighting back and forth. People die. There are many casualties. <laughs> yeah, and more explosions, although not nearly as exciting because it's they're all kind of off in the distance. Yeah. There's this great climactic moment, though, where Lou Ferrigno tells them to cease fire. Well, bef- before that, Lou does get in a laser fight with the, the head of security. And uh, I d- we haven't even mentioned that the, the drones have laser guns. Everyone else is using regular bullets and stuff like that. And they make the most irritating children's toy sound. Yep. Like I can't I can't even imitate it. I'm trying to remember in my brain, but I've kinda like blocked it. I just refer to it as laser whistle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it. Like and like different tones, you know, to indicate that more than one person is shooting. And there are so many of them at the end. Ugh. My theory is they didn't want to have to go back in and post and put sounds in for the laser guns. Right. So they got actual toy laser guns. They got actual guns laser that guns. That made sound. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and that was the sound that the toy made. <laughs> you sound want, theory. You want to use my, <laughs> use my phaser for what? It's just not a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, throw them off the bridge. Uh, yeah. I, but. Listen, he's, he has that laser back and fight with the security guy. Uh-huh. I don't know how that ends. Like, we watched it again, and I don't... Does he end up shooting the other guy? I don't remember seeing him shoot him. I think yeah. he... Just, they, they he just, might have had just had like, an off-camera death. Okay. He died of a heart attack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> him him and the guy with the belly break. both had the same, <laughs> <laughs> the same shakes, <laughs> disease or whatever. Right. Yeah. But yes, okay, so Lou makes his way back to the to the front line. They blinded him with science. They, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's a much better shot than he was before. He's got both his eyes. Yeah. Hmm. That's why he had to use the grenade launcher before, because he yeah. had to have a range yeah. of, of damage. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he stands up, he's like, yeah, cease fire! Cease fire. And then he's like, I want to talk to you. <laughs> hey, hey, I want to talk to you! <laughs> like, like not not like, we need to talk, you know, not, nothing dramatic like that. I want to talk to you! Like, like he would say to somebody that was like walking down the street, like... This is... <laughs> Like, like, that guy picked up my hat. Hey, 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 where do you think you're going? <laughs> yeah, there was no no, no tone of negotiation whatsoever. It was just... <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Like your, like your older brother is about to leave, but he owes you $5. <laughs> hey, where <are> you... <laughs> Andy, I need to talk to you. <laughs> I said, um... <laughs> At the end of the at the end of the war, the two guys are talking to each other like two men who are tired of playing paintball. Hey man, let's go home. Let's go home. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. It is the worst. Because the king, yes, he stops the fight. Him and the king meet up in the middle, and Lou goes. Why, why are we? Let's stop fighting. Yeah, let's. Yeah. let's hey, why, why don't we just stop this? Why, why are we even doing this? 
Like like that, like like I'm doing. I'm not making fun of it. No, this no, is, this is literally the lines. And, yes. And the king at least has no, you know, he says like, this is all we know. Yeah, that's and, yeah. all there is. And right. then. And Lou, Lou goes like, no, it's not what there is anymore. Look at this. There's hope. There's hope, yeah. He like points at what his like, eye. Like like a model. Like, look like, at my eye. Check mm, this out. Mm. If there's nothing else. And the king takes one one second of a look and, and like, oh, yeah. I know what that means. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. <laughs> and then they just hug. And then, they no, hug no. it out. Lou says, come on, give me a hug. <laughs> that was an old man laugh. But it's so good. It's so good, Joel. It's, it's so good. <laughs> hey, the hey, king... Just give me a hug. The king, the king and Lou are good friends. And know, he's uh, the he's the number one warrior. Yeah, everyone. Tyrogs. <laughs> everyone celebrates. That's right. And then it's uh, any way you want it. Okay, that's the only lyric I know for that song. <laughs> then there's a romantic silhouette. Of, oh yeah, uh, of uh, one Tyrog and one drone, mm. and their forbidden love. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, he's hugging that king for quite some time. And then it just transitions to like sun sunset, and you you definitely see the shape of Lou, and he's hugging somebody. So as far as you know, him and the king have been hugging all night until the sun yeah. is setting. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, it's obviously a woman's frame. So, but there's no there's no like leaders shaking hands or anything like that. This is the end of the movie, and you get to hear the title song of the movie. What was the name of the title song? Future. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. Apologies. It's okay. Go for it. The future's so bright, you gotta wear an eye patch. That's it? Okay. Love will find a way. That's what it was, yeah. Because in the end, that's what this movie was about. Love finding a way. <laughs> yeah. No? <laughs> I think no. I I think that's. I don't think so, Aaron. Uh, I don't. Well, wait. No, 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 no. Let me think about it for a moment. We didn't watch society the same movie. of clean women, or, or excuse me, society where men look for clean women. Yeah, there's no romance. No, there wasn't. There's no romance. There's no love. No. But love found a way, guys. No, I think I think they found a love. They like stumbled over one because he wasn't. He was looking for love in all the wrong places. L- Lou Frigno's warlord like ways becoming puppy dog love kind of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, love blooms on the battlefield. Like I said, that's right. That's right. You got to hear the music from this movie. It's not something we can really replicate for you. Um, yeah, I, we didn't even talk about like the actual score because it's like it's kind of like um, the Princess Bride music, but all of the songs are worse. And there was one. There was one that had like a note that wasn't right. Remember? Yeah. It was like a bent note it was or like, something. Like it was like a flub. It was like yeah, it had the, the, the had the beat and it was like and then they went and then and then like was it on purpose um, we were joking that they were using broken instruments in the future <laughs> to play the music <laughs> yeah all the music was di- diegetic okay it was all happening right there that's what the caravan was makes for. sense to me 
But it, yeah, I mean, this is all done on one keyboard. It was, <laughs> and uh, I mean, let's, I I keep going back to a man called Rage. Like, talk about a movie with good music. That soft jazz <laughs> jazz music. Heck in a yeah! Man called Rage Heck yeah! Better. But it, uh, you know, man, a man called Rage didn't have its own love ballad at the end. You know? Yeah. But then I go to Rotor, which had like two love ballads. So there, there's no getting around this. Uh, who do you think this movie is for? Men. Okay, manly men. Yeah. Yeah. This is this oh, is a men only. <laughs> this is a movie for guys who like movies. It's, it's TBS, right? I mean, is that TBS's theme? For their action hour? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's fine. What's There's just TBS? Some the Superstation. Oh, the Superstation. Yeah. Sounds good. Movies for guys who like movies. Or maybe um, that was TNT. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For dudes. I, right. I think it's like trying to lean towards a so bad it's good. Oh, yeah. But it's not nearly as good as some of the, the worse. Or, I mean, like... It's incompetent. And it is funny. There's there's explosions. Yeah, the explosions were fun. And some of the stuff that was bad was fun. There were some moments where there was dialogue that kind of reminded me of, like, um, the Magical Day movie. What was that one? Fateful Findings. Yeah, Fateful Findings dialogue moments. Absolutely. A couple of times. I mean, there's nobody as angry as that guy in this movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> Even ha- the bad you know, guys. He hacked into the government and got all the secrets. He got all the files. Yeah. He's going to share them. Neil Breen would have been an excellent add-in to this movie. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just, he thinks he is just as built as Lufford. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> he's not, but that's what he thinks, and that's the important thing. All right. So, did you have any other notes? No, I didn't, personally. I had a few. All right. Lay it on me. Lady lady had radiation so bad her hair came off. (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You can tell she's pure because she's wearing white. I thought her name was Ozella. 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 His name was Gina. Her name was Ozella. Yep. And then um, I said, guys flying in the air in the rock quarry like Power Rangers. Ninja man in the sky. (laughs) I can go twice as high. (laughs) The ladies in the beginning look like um, one of the Slits album covers. Oh, cool. That's called uh, Cut. Those ladies are hip. See? Oh, yeah, uh, totally, yeah. Topless ladies in the, I don't know, Amazon or something with a loincloth. Well, they can't can't be topless. 80s hairdos. How are the men going to rip their tops off? Oh, no, they need to get tops so they can be ripped off. Yeah, they put put them on before the king. I said running in his boxers could be his Native American name. (laughs) (laughs) Running in boxers. Mm -hmm. I said a freaking GMC truck out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. A long time in the beginning, there were these like weird little makeshift cars that looked like they had like cardboard over the top of them. Then all of a sudden, you see like a regular Jeep and a regular truck. (laughs) That was for the King's (laughs) King's special crew. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh, I said the apocalypse killed all the chairs. Oh, there yeah. weren't any chairs. Where are the stools? 
Well, the king had a throne. That's They only got one. Okay, the king had a chair. Whoever has the throne is the king. <laughs> <laughs> but there weren't any other chairs. I don't know. People don't deserve chairs. In either society. Well, no. I mean, the, the council of elders are sitting in chairs. I think it's just the royal people or the people on top that get chairs. Okay, but nobody else. Because you know that, that, big, uh, that big guy looked like an extra from The Sopranos. You know, he definitely had a chair. Yeah. <laughs> In most of the scenes, they were, like, huddling over the scrapyard where the other guys live. <laughs> oh, it's like... And everybody the, was standing in the drone world. It's like in the Count of Monte Cristo movie where <laughs> when he gets into the other guy's cell and he's yeah. like, you have a chair or something. <laughs> he's so happy to sit down. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's made out of wood. <laughs> it feels so good on my butt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. that was all. Oh, and there was, at the end when they were walking off in the sunset, it was like those love song compilation commercials mm. you used to see on TV. <laughs> yeah, the names the of the songs are going to start scrolling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was all. Oh, but those trailers looked really cool at the end that they showed us for other movies oh, that they're like came very out. short clips for yeah. other whatever other the, whatever the name of this company is yeah yeah they released the dvd looks like a whole bunch of fun stuff in fact that aaron uh, brought over another movie that i think was made in a different country but it's english dubbed it looks it looks like the kind of movie the company would release also uh, that's for a different time that's right all right, so I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson that you learned from Desert Warrior 1988, the year we made contact. The name of the movie is just Desert Warrior. Just Desert Warrior, not Desert Warrior. Right. Hey, you got a suggestion or a comment? Write into please don't podcast at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios or on Twitter at... At Outer Space Pod. Outer Space Pod. That's the name of our Twitter handle. If you're subscribed to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a rating, a star rating, or a written review that increases our visibility. That'll put us up on the iTunes charts. That's what we're looking for, people. And we really thank you in advance for anybody who does that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. If you got a few dollars to toss our way, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Ear Trumpet, which is the Patreon for our podcast network, Ear Trumpet Audio. And I'm going to mention a podcast that is a part of our network that I want you to check out. It's called The Realist. It's a podcast about the top 100 American movies of all time, as voted by the AFI. And there are new episodes every Tuesday. I just recorded an episode on one that's actually not on the list, but they're doing a bonus 50 episodes of movies that they think should probably end up on the list. And uh, I chose the movie Slacker for that, which is an amazingly funny movie. Uh, Like, whether you're a big film nerd or just somebody who wants to see something that's just kind of ridiculously funny, you should take the time, watch the movie Slacker, because that is funny. And check out the podcast, The Realist, with uh, Dave Stone Rob. It's good stuff. All right. So... Do you guys have a lesson that you want to tell us about the movie Desert Warrior? Hi, I'm a desert warrior. Yeah. Aaron? 
whatever, whatever, uh, if you're stuck on the surface and, uh, and you're a mutant, it's best to just hang out with the, the, the Tyrogs, man. They're, they say they're the one clan that seems to have it, uh, all together at least. Well, well, you know, mostly together. They're still mutated. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't go with the black karate G clan. No, no Zendo. No, no Zendo. Hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this for the Tyrogs. They do seem to have buildings. Yeah. yeah. Which means they have shade. Yeah. It probably smells bad, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My lesson is there are a lot of things you can learn from this. You know, if you if you know how to make chairs, you could be a really powerful person in this society. Mm. Also, if you're wearing boxers, it's okay to just run around. But you should put on some shoes and maybe an eye patch and some gloves. Booties. Biggest lesson for me in this movie is uh, learn to fight. Learn to defend yourself. Learn to shoot. Mm-hmm. Not enough people being able to shoot other people. Right. Mm. My lesson is that if you get stuck in a place where you have to catch an elevator, but you're in a hurry and that elevator goes without you getting on it, go and find the stairs. There's always stairs. Just get on those stairs. It's going to be faster than waiting for the elevator to go wherever it's going and come back for you. If you're in a hurry, there's no freaking excuse, okay? I think you could have cut them to the lobby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a, he's a big guy. He's a strong yeah. guy. He could run up there. Yeah, he could have. he could have got them. Just yeah. showing that moment was a little bit funny. Like, they didn't have to show that. No. No. No, they, they could have showed, okay, this is how they could have done it. Cut it a little bit later where he gets there right as the door closes. Okay. Or or maybe even, like, you Just know you know what would have been a good out, idea? him coming out. Is him running up there, seeing the doors closed, and trying to pry them open. But not being able to, and then it cuts or something like that. I'm just, you know, these are for, you know, for first-time filmmakers. I'm just throwing out this advice here. (laughs) Um, If you want to take one of my colleges at the or college class uh, level classes at the Y, uh, I do them every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. And uh, there's no charge for those right now. Uh, We are looking for a way to uh, get some textbooks into there. So if you're interested, uh, just reach out to me. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.